Hi, Henry. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you, guys. The Triple C's back, triple man. Triple C. Actually, more, man. You're, you are about to be a father and a husband. What, what is that? That's like five-time champion now. That's like, like a, five that's, like, that's a straight up, that's, that's what you call a straight up shotgun, dude. I don't know what it's called, man. Get one free, you know? I, I know quadruple, <laughs> dude. What's after quadruple? <laughs> the quadruple champ. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of the fifth one. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they call that. Because it's never been yeah. done, I guess. C of uh, it could be C four or or five C or C five. I'm not sure, dude. You've accomplished a hell of a lot more a lot more than I have, man. So that's the, that's the that's the only thing that matters, I guess. Yeah, the only thing that I know, though, Mike, is the fact that within the next you know seven months, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be changing diapers, dude. You know, and cleaning somebody's arse. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I could tell you. <laughs> yes, you are. You're going to be bending the knee to pick up dirty diapers off the floor. <laughs> it's going to change yeah, a little. So it's, it's definitely been a change, but I was I was talking to uh, to to uh, uh, to Mike to Tyson about this. I was like, man, Mike, I, I've accomplished a lot of great things in my in my life. You know, through accomplishments, through sports, and you know, getting a chance to meet the presidents. You know, be writing a book. You know commercials with you know the biggest brands in the world and i said but i've never experienced those common things that common humans go through <laughs> and that's just like having a kid next time I'm, I'm 34 years old man which is which is crazy being mexican descent and not having kids at this time you know i, I got friends that i don't know if i can even comment are, on that but I, I see where you're going <laughs> i got friends that have kids that are graduating from high school that should have yeah. grew up with i'm just like what the hell all my friends are the same man so it's uh so it's a trip mike but uh, I, i'm excited i'm excited for this journey you have kids mike yeah i do i have, I have two daughters beautiful oh, okay six and nine yeah damn yeah exactly man. So that's what i'm saying so i'm having a little girl too man so i'm excited man i'm hoping uh, i'm hoping little girl you know brings in a little more light softens me up a little bit and uh <laughs> you don't need no softening man <laughs> nothing, nothing can soften you up, dude. You're the, you're the, you're the, whatever, whatever's after quadruple champ, <laughs> that thing. That's you. Cinco, cinco C. Yeah, that's the that's the punishment we get as fighters, as daughters. So we're gonna have to go through that whole stress of uh, all these like guys dating our daughters and dealing with that shit. Every fighter I know has daughters, dude. Every guy fighter I know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy though, too, man. I think of somebody like Dan Gable. You know, for those who don't know who Dan Gable, Dan Gable is the most winning coach in uh, the most winning coach in you and and wrestling history, man. Yeah. Like fifteen straight national titles. He's trained Olympic and world champs, and that dude had seven girls, man. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. I, I, there has to be something with a sperm. You know, what I, mean? I don't know what it is, bro, but seven girls, dude. So I hope <laughs> I hope I want a boy too, man. So yeah. I'd like to have three kids. So hopefully, you know. I like for the next two to be boys, if yeah. possible. Dude, congrats again on that, man. It's awesome. It's exciting. I, I know how it is. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you, you have uh, – how is this going to change your big fight coming up with Hezbollah, dude? Because, like, I know you got this big match coming up. You're trying to put together <laughs> this international, like, super fight with you and, and Hezbollah. And so is this going to put this off a little bit, or are, we gonna, are you just going to fight right through the, the pregnancy? Might, or might, what? His bull's got to get a visa to the U.S., but before we can make something happen, he wants to He wants to come over to the U.S. He's, it has, Bula has big plans, man, of, uh, of, of he wants to fight in Vegas. I mean, he's been, he's been sending me messages, so 
We'll see, bro. We'll see. He's a scary we'll figure, bro. I, I got to hand it to you, man. There's like certain people I won't mess with, dude. And that he, he's like on that list. It's like the cartel, uh, ISIS, and like Hezbollah, dude. Because that dude is like, he's got the, that, that evil in his eyes, bro. He means business. I seen him with a gun, dude. Dude ain't playing around, man. Yeah, it's crazy. He has, he has that little check. He has that little check hook. You ever see him throw it and hit people with it? <laughs> no. How'd I miss he, that, he'll, dude? He'll throw that hook at people. It's a trip. <laughs> he, he actually turns his shoulder. <laughs> and sorry, man. I, I, I feel for you, but I still got more root for you anyway in that one. But, uh, yeah, he seems like a dangerous fella. Um, how, how did you get drug into that? Just real fast, and then we'll do a couple of headlines. No, it was uh, – with Hasbulla was more – I don't know. I just keep getting tagged. Like when you're short and you know you're 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 a <laughs> when you're short and you're a public figure, but I'm like you know what I mean. Like I'm gonna do that. I, I, I laugh over my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I don't take myself too serious. You know, like it is what it is, man. You know, I, I got my I, even my girl. My girl's like my girl's like four inches taller than me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, but anyways, I, I but that's what I'm saying, man. It's just sets of humor. So I'm just yeah. like, man, this is good, you know. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for different ways to troll. I see the business aspect and the business side of it. Yeah, sure. I mean, just through Hasbulo alone, man, I've gained like fifteen thousand followers, man. Yeah. And he's really never, he's never really, he's never really posted anything. Yeah. It's been more like the Russian people, you know. He's yeah. just responded and things like that. But I imagine if he did. I can see Hasbulla becoming like a huge public, like a huge public recognized image, like across the world. For sure. I really can. You know, if he plays, if Hasbulla plays his cards right, he could be one of the most recognized faces in the world, man. Because how can how can you not like that? Dude? Yeah. You know, the dude that's, <laughs> you know, the dude has I don't know what the syndrome is, but he's eighteen or nineteen years old. But you know, he it, it looks like he's five or six. You know. Well, I didn't even know how old he was. I didn't even know he was that old. Are you, are you messing with me? Or you're messing with me. No, from what I've heard. Yeah, no, from what I know. I think he's like set, like like 18 or 19 years old. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah no, he's, trouble, not a, he's not a baby dude. He's not a kid. So you're fighting. A, he's a man, bro. And he's got all exactly. that fear and stuff around him, exactly. dude. He's a gangster. Dude, you're, oh, man. All right, I'm not going to. I'll let you deal with your own fear on that one. So whatever happens, man, that's that's up to you. I'm just gonna root for you, dude. But let's get into a couple a couple pieces of news real fast. So obviously this is a headlines episode. This is, this is my my headlines number ten, my special number ten. I had to have a good personality, and uh, oh hell yeah, I knew the triple Double C. Digits. I knew the triple C was gonna come through. Yeah, this is better because we get to talk about the headlines versus each other. Because like uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of fighters don't want to talk about their own camp so much. They do it so much with the journalists and. You know, it's the same repetitive stuff. I'm training hard. I'm the best I've ever been. I'm gonna win my fight, and it's like it's more fun to right. chop it up about other fighters and I'm other gonna, news. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill. Him. I'm gonna eat his children. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I know where you got that. <laughs> Wait, real quick, before we get into the headlines, though, just really quick, because uh, I know you don't have a lot of time. But how, how is it, man? How is it being a co-host on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, dude? That's like a dream job right there. Yeah, it is, man. It's it's super cool. Uh, it's super cool. Well, you know. It started off with me just being Mike's friend. Like, it was never, like, yeah. it, it organically happened, man. And then we were just talking and whatnot. And I just know a lot of Mike's history being around him. Obviously, being a fan and being his friend. And uh, I've seen a lot of his documentaries, especially now being, like, his co-host. Yeah, sure. So I just know that being, like, the co-host for, for Hot Boxing, it's like, we not only do I have to make it about the guest, but I have to make it about Mike. Because yeah. Mike is so interesting. Like, he's got so much shit 
to say and yeah. just different philosophies and, and, and things like things of that nature. But he's, uh, you know, it's it's fun, man. It's fun that I'm, I'm about, by the time I get done with the show, I'm about as high as a kite. <laughs> I jump on that plane, I head home, and I sleep good. You know? I can't think if I smoke <laughs> weed, man. I, I, I hate it. I don't like that high. I just, I, I just feel like I, I think I, it's been so long since I smoked. I think that might be better. All I've done as of late from smoking is eating the edibles. And I just, I, man, unless I'm going to bed, I can't deal with that, dude, because I can't even form my thoughts. Yeah. But I, honestly, Mike, I think that's why I like it, bro. I think that's why <laughs> that's I like the fact reason. that it takes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think I think it's a competitor in you, man. It's, it's a trip, dude. It's weird, man. But I like the fact that it takes me. And I feel like it almost reveals like the shit that I need or the yeah, shit that true. I need help on or whatever. And I almost like that challenge, bro. Uh, I'm a trip like that. Yeah. But it's not it's not even just mushrooms. I mean it's not even just weed but mushrooms too. Yeah. Like we'll even we'll even do mushrooms on the show and by the time like the second show comes up, they're already kinda like laughing, dude. <laughs> but it just brings like a but it just brings like a good vibe because the dude, you know, we'll have our guests and they're just like looking at us like, you know, what the hell did you guys just do? <laughs> I can imagine walking into that. That's incredible, dude. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. Quick is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. So yeah, we got to get into a couple of headlines real fast. So obviously a big one coming up soon here. I'm going to have Dana on this week to, to talk about this and, and preview it. Um, what's your take on Connor versus Poirier this third time? I mean, it, it, is, it is a lot of a lot of variables included in this, considering we, we saw a very different Connor come out last time, a very humble, very baby-oriented, you yeah. know, like baby kisser, like a whole different like uh, mentality and everything, and then he got knocked out. Now it seems like he's kind of back. <laughs> kind of back angry again which he should be but dustin Poirier just seems straight on uh focused like always you know like he's he's he's, yeah. he's just as confident yeah but i'm gonna tell you something mike it's uh conor mcgregor showed his cards yeah conor, Mag conor mcgregor him trying to pull that nice guy role i mean if, it's okay man i think i think that's partially what made conor mcgregor so great is the fact that man he could shit talk and he can get into somebody's mind, and next you know it, dude. He's doing exactly what he would say, but now since he became that, now that he became this like good guy, and then now that people saw, now that the calf kick has been working, and everybody's been seeing the fact that how, how effective it's been, it's uh, it's not gonna go good for Connor in my eyes. I think uh, I think it's gonna go the same way. Poirier is gonna stop him again. 
Poirier is going to put in. Poirier is going to stop him again just because of those facts, man. Because he lost, he lost his groove. He lost his his ice his ice box got wet. You know what I'm saying? It's like Chris <laughs> Brown song. It really did, man. You know, yeah. because that was part of the swagger. When you lose that. I mean, you can come back to it, but then it's not the same to the other person. It may be the same to you, yeah. But it's not going to be the same to the opponent. So for that reason, I think I think the I think the fight might go third round, but I I, I think Poirier is going to stop him again. I don't know how. It might be the kicks again, or it might be hands. But uh, you know, and, and I still don't think like both of them are. It, it ain't the best versus the best. You know, there's two guys that just happen to you know be fighting for something because. Habib Nurmagomedov Mer- doesn't want to fight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But Habib would kill them both in the. Yeah. I'm convinced that he would kill them both in. Uh, if you're to alternate both of them in the same, like you know, different rounds, I, I think Habib would beat them both. Do you think Oliveira would? Oliveira just came out and said that he would knock out either one of those guys. Do you do you think he's to that level of where they're at right now, or do you think? Uh... I think Oliveira's got a breaking point, and I saw with that even even the fact that he beat Michael Chandler, I saw him almost break in that the end of that first round. When right. I saw that, I'm like, That's man, true. Habib would have it well, yeah. as technical and as good <laughs> as he is. Sure. Habib, Habib would have his way with a guy like that because it, it's just another level of mentality, man. When you see somebody like almost kind of want quits and then happen to recover and then knock the dude out. I just don't know, man. I just feel like there's levels, and I just and I just feel like, I just feel like Habib is just at another level, man. And and I and I believe Oliver. I believe he can knock them both out, but I don't think I I think with the best of the best, the, the absolute the cream of the crop with Habib. Yeah, not even no. a chance yeah of course and then going back to the Connor thing real fast i think that happened with the habib fight you know i think when he when he came out and, and did the whole i think when you talk as ferociously and fierce especially to, to the death like your irish heritage and to the death and warriorship and all this kind of stuff and then you tap out from a brunette choke that really changes things and in a situation of <laughs> but i'm not i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to dog on him but i i guess i am in a way but it's like if you're going to be a, if you're going to announce that you're going to go out on your shield and that's what your heritage is and we fight to the death and we're warriors and we're killers you don't tap from a choke immediately following that i think that in in general that turn of events is what's kind of what you said exposed that that talk as a lot of talk and not that he can't back it up and not that he hasn't done extraordinary things, but there's a difference when you fight somebody that's broken from the press conference and they're broken from the weigh-in. And I'll give you an example of that. You have Vanderlei Silva in pride for 10 years. I think he won most of those fights before that fight ever started. Anderson Silva, when Anderson Silva was in the UFC, I think he won a lot of those fights before they ever started. People were broken. They were absolutely broken because he they were on pedestals and it might not be because they shit talk like Connor, but for whatever reason, they were on that pedestal. And I think Connor could used to put people on that pedestal or he or they sorry put him on that pedestal and he would crack him and then he would have an advantage. And I think he's lost that. And I think now to try to use skill for skill, it's a lot tougher of a game. Oh, of course, Mike. And this is the thing that even with my persona, you know, for those who those who think it's really like it's 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 the art of war, man. Yes, sir. I, I, the fight has started before the fight has started. I agree. Like, this is a. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you imagine a dude kicking pillows and shit, like right before weigh-ins, or sna- <laughs> or whipping a snake on the ground, yeah. or you know, throwing out things out of a hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've done all that crazy shit. So, in other words, it's like it, it's a sign of me showing my confidence, my dominance. But it also, you know, what it does too? It pushes me. Yeah. You know, instead of me getting getting tapped out with that rear naked choke, it's like 
I'm gonna think twice about that yeah. because I don't want to eat my. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. I don't want to eat my words, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it kind of. That's where, on the flip side, is that's where it pushes me. So in Connor's position, it's almost like Connor's a businessman. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a businessman too, but I'm also a competitor. You know, I hate losing. I'm not gonna say something that I don't, that I don't believe in. I'm not gonna try to take a fight that I don't, uh, that I don't believe I could win. Right. And uh, and if I do, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna really go out sweet. I'm gonna go out getting tapped out by a rear neck and choke. I mean, shit happens, dude. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. Habib's, with you. Habib's pressure is Habib's pressure is ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually surprised Conor even lasted that long with Habib. Let me ask you a question. Since you keep bringing up Habib, is it is it your opinion that that, that Habib is uh, one of? I mean, how, how high up on the goat list to you? I mean, I know it's a very opinionated rank. It's not an official rank, but just how high is Habib on the goat list for you? Considering you know. Um, you know, because there's John Jones in the question, and you and and Demetrius, and and there's so many top guys that have well, not so many, only would, a few of you. But this, this is the thing, Mike is he's in a special category, but he ain't the best. You know what I'm saying? I probably maybe even put him like number. You're gonna think I'm crazy, man. Like in the top ten, like top in 10. there. There's so many great fighters, but I can name them for you. I would, uh, I would, I would put. I, I gotta as much as I love. I mean, I would put John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Randy Couture. Uh, I would put. I would put myself on. Uh, I would put myself in number six, two division champ, defended both my belts, beat the best out of my, uh, beat the best out of my generation, Dominic Cruz, Demetrius Johnson, T.J. Dillashaw, and then yeah. uh, number seven, I would probably do Khabib, dude. I feel like just through the accolades because Khabib, even though he's 29 and 0, there are still a lot of people for him to beat. You know what I'm saying? Even though he did beat everybody. And I think the fight that really kind of tends to hurt him a little bit is that Alaquinta fight. Mm. You know, in that fight, he looked horrible. <laughs> he didn't look as good. Yeah, he dominated, but he still showed a lot of he still showed a lot of holes in that in that position. Number eight, I would do Daniel Cormier. Number nine. Uh, number nine, number nine. I'm not sure, but I can only, I can only kind of name it. Uh, maybe a BJ Penn, BJ Penn, and then number ten. Uh, I don't know. Ten probably Fedor, dude. Oh, and Fedor yeah. could have been a number one, but I think he just went. I think Fedor just went too. Uh, I think he just did too much than what he should have. But Fedor, at one point, was a pound for pound, was the best ever, and then he just tarnished that shit. I do like the way you think, though, because like the, the goat status is, is is a lot of times based on who you fought at their time in your prime in their prime, what they were doing. There's a lot of you know. I remember the Anderson Silva days. Like like when you look at Khabib, what he's done when you look statistically is unmatched, and he's my teammate, and I'm biased, so of course he's one of my favorite fighters, uh, obviously. But when you look back at my history and me going through my career, when you see those guys like uh, Vanderlei Silva, you saw those guys uh, Fedor, you saw those guys like Anderson Silva when they went through those runs, like. Like Anderson went through that 17 fight streak or whatever it was and, and defended his belt 10 times. Of course, he lost his last five of six or seven fights or whatever the case. It doesn't matter. When, when he yeah. went through that run, it was magic. It was like something yeah. that was like, like some of these other guys that we're talking about never have done. They've never created that kind of magic and that kind of like wow factor that he did. I mean, he was like a, another species of fighter, like another species of, 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 of being. A performer, man. Like it was a literally a performance. Yeah. It was like Michael Jackson. 
was getting ready to perform or you're going to watch it for the first time. You know what I mean? It's like super cool, man. That's, I remember Anderson Silva. That was back in your era, man. Yeah. The best, the best of the best that Anderson was, you know, ridiculous. Dude, I beat, I beat David Loazzo after he fought Rich Franklin for the title. So David fought Rich Franklin for the title. He was the number one contender. I fought him for number one contendership and beat David Loazzo and was supposed to fight Anderson. And then I had to go on hold for either wait or take a fight in Texas, which was my hometown, because Travis Luter won the TV show. And the TV show at that time was the winner gets the title shot. So I, I, I let Luter obviously had the title shot. I went and instead of waiting, I went and fought Yushin Okami in Houston, Texas, because it was the first big show in Houston where I'm from. And I dropped the decision to Yushin Okami. So I don't know if it was like a good or a bad. I would love to have say I fought Anderson Silva, but I will say it was not the Anderson Silva at that time that he became. Like, like I didn't know quite how how crazy of a fucking badass he was going to be, and I would be probably a highlight reel for him because I definitely was going to go straight forward and punch, and that's exactly what he wants. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad, but yeah, that was that was like directly in my time. Yeah, yeah, it was man. It, it was special, actually. Some magic moments. Yeah, your whole. Yeah, your your guys's eras would really build the UFC. I mean, yeah, we can we uh, that took a commercial, for that matter. You know, Randy Couture, Hoist Gracie, uh, Frank Shamrock, Ken Shamrock. They helped build this motherfucking like they're the root, they're the foundation. Yeah. You guys helped push it to the next level, man. Yeah. You know, then then we can credit Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, things like that. But if it wasn't really for you guys' era, dude, that tough. The UFC would not be where it's at today. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jiu-jitsu, they have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. And I know you're right in the mix with, with Mike Tyson and boxing and, 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 and doing these things, possibly coming back, and, and, and there's talks of this and that. What, do you, what is your take on just the fight coming up with Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley? Do you, are you excited about that, and do you think it's going to be different than what people are expecting one way or another? Or It's entertainment, dude. I, I, can see, I can see Dana White going back on his word like he typically does and signing these YouTubers, you know, because he's a businessman. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like... You know, you build this thing up, you're negative towards it, like just like he was negative about Ronda Rousey, about women's fighting, and just how he was thinking about getting rid of the flyweight division. And then he goes back and he's like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. So I'm going to see Jake. We're going to see Jake Paul in the UFC in the next year. I think so. Yeah. And it's predictable, man. I see Dana, dude. That's like, it's all about, it's all about the money. You think Jake Paul's good enough now to beat Tyron Woodley? Yes. Really? Yeah, he, he's going to be Tyron Woodley. This is the reason why, Mike, and I'm going to change your perspective here. Because boxing and MMA are two different things. Woodley just has an overhand. He doesn't have – he's not a combination fighter. 
He just has that overhand. That overhand is vicious. But with the eight ounce glove, a ten ounce glove, you don't you don't have that much power. This kid, Jake Paul, remember he's a former wrestler. He's from Ohio. He's been wrestling for quite some time, and he's been around some of the best boxers for the last three years in the world. He's actually been taking this shit serious. So for that reason, I'm, I think Jake Paul's either gonna stop him, depending on how, or or he's just gonna beat him by decision. Because the sweet science of boxing is just a different game. I had even called it. I even called it with Ben Ashman. I'm like, this kid's going to knock him out within the first or second round. I thought Ben for sure was going to last the round. I was wrong. He knocked him out in the first minute. You know? So that's just the way it is. And that's just the way I see it. Now, it's not that I'm going against MMA. I've done both sports. I've done amateur boxing. That sport is different, bro. You can no longer grapple. It's not just about an overhand. It's different, man. You're going to need some combinations, son. Well, you know, I'm going with my boy Tyron just because he's my boy, and I know he's been boxing for a long time. He's, I saw him at Wildcard years and years ago, boxing pro-level, amateur-level fighters. He was here doing pad work, doing great. So, I, you know, I, I know he does have boxing training, and he's, he's experienced there, but I, I, I'm interested to see where Jake's going to uh, be in this fight because it's a real fight, you know, and, and hats off to him if he does good and, 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 and can show that he really is a fighter and he has potential to keep going. I mean, I have no disrespect for Jake if he turns out to be everything that, that, that he, uh, you know, presents because i mean i'm telling you anyone that can do it you have to have respect for you can't you can't dog a real fighter and, and he's going to be a real fighter if he beats tyrant yeah yeah but like i said these are my takes these are my takes from watching it and uh you know tyrant hasn't hasn't done so well you know let's call a spade a spade man he's been on the losing streak you know what i'm saying there's something there's a chemical imbalance like in his head that has taken him to that level you know what i'm saying there's two reasons why people there's two reasons why my people don't succeed is one, they think they're better than what they really are. And then two, it's just a lack of confidence. So it's one or the other, man. He's going to have to figure that out. Because I remember I seen Woodley. When Woodley was on fire, he was on fire. You know? But there's something that tend, there's a switch that tend to happen. And I believe it happens after your first defeat, your first loss. When you when you finally see that you're not, that you're not, uh, you know, that you're not untouchable. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, he's in, a, he, but he's gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, and, and it all goes back to honesty. You know, am I as good as I think I am, or is my confidence at that level as what as as it used as what it used to be? Those are the questions that I have for him. Well, we'll find out. And uh, man, I want I want to thank you for for taking the time out for me. And hopefully, we can get back and talk uh, about this Woodley Jake fight afterwards and see what happened and see who was right. I'll be back on your show. We'll talk about that Jake Paul that Woodley fight. Yeah, but you got to still come back on when Woodley beats him. You can't, you can't be like I'm all busy and I can't get on your show. I, I will give you my word, man. I'll be, I'll be back on your show, uh, sometime after the fight, even if Woodley wins. No worries. I'm, and I'm not hating, dude. I'm just stating. I'm just giving my honest, honest opinion. All right, cool. All right, I'll take you up on that. We'll talk about it. And then my goal is to be so successful with my new expansion at AK Thailand. I already have one of the largest combat sports combat gyms in the world, but I'm about to do an expansion that's absolutely ridiculous. And it's going to be the, the only... A 100% exclusive three-story ocean view, completely decked out, helipad, everything, uh, exclusive sports combat training facility. It's like a penthouse of a hotel, but it's going to be an entire facility for celebrities, VIPs, and the elite of the elite, like the supreme version of AK Thailand. So I am planning on being so successful 
somehow after the sport and prove that I'm the best businessman outside of that's ever fought in the UFC outside of somebody like Connor, somebody's had all this crazy money and yourself and all this stuff. Um, and then, and then, and then here it is. I'm not finished. And then I'm going to get invited on the hot box and where I can talk about the success and then I can chop it up with you guys and be like, yeah, I made it. So that, that's, that's, what's going to happen. You can just go ahead and we'll save this and, uh, it's going to happen eventually. I like it. I like it, Mike. I, I, I will keep, keep that note in my hand and then I, I will pitch it to the producers whenever it is that you're ready. And then it's up to them to run with it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And I'll bring it to Thailand. I'll, I'll bring it to Thailand and give you the full the full star treatment of the new facility when it's built. And then and then when you go back, you can tell Mike. And then y'all could be like, man, we got to get this guy on hotboxing. And then I'll know I made it. Once that see, hotboxing is like that. That's like the that's when you know you made it. So like it's like boom. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. It's a trip, man. But yeah, I, I'm not doubting you, my man. I'm not doubting you, man. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you for the time, dude. Thank you for what you do for mixed martial arts. I know it takes a lot of, uh, you know, as a, as an American to be in another country, man, and you know, trying to start a business, dude. And I think that's, I think it's awesome what you're doing, man. You're, per, you know, you promote the sport of mixed martial arts to the fullest. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I have all the respect in the world for you. And, hey, I want to thank you again, man, for coming on and doing an MMA headlines. I know you're busy. I know you had a ton of things going on. Congratulations again as being a father, being a husband, and uh, hopefully I'll talk to you after the Tyron Woodley Jake Paul fight. And I, I'll be easy on you, bro. I won't, I won't come down hard. You know what I'm saying? I got no Tyron's gonna win, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be easy on you. You just gotta promise me you're gonna come on and, and at least give me a few minutes to uh to relish in this all right what do we do it why don't we do a 10 push-up then why don't we why don't we raise the bar G? okay what let's do put for the loser okay loser does 10 push-ups, 10 push-ups? yeah just 10 push-ups on all air right. all right t- t- uh, 25 all right 25 25 no stretch and no warm-up just 25 push-ups the, the, the loser all righty is that good you got it you- We'll see you, brother. You have a good one, dude. All right. Take care. Take care, Henry.